0: You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today is a bit of an encore episode on the topic of podcasting. You may recall, but a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with Albin and Travis from Buzzsprout. We talked about everything you needed about podcasting, but apparently that wasn't enough. Everyone really loved that episode, and I got a lot of great feedback, but I also got a lot of questions. And because of this, I decided to talk more about podcasting, but from a very specific angle. And this is actually where I see the biggest opportunity in podcasting right now, and we'll get into that during this episode. Today's guest is Jessica Rhodes. She is the CEO of a company called Interview Connections, where she is connecting podcast guests to podcast hosts. It's a really cool service, and I've actually found a few of my guests through this as well. But we're going to focus this conversation on being a guest on podcast, or as it's apparently known as now, podcast guesting. Still sounds weird, but Jessica claims that is the right way to say it, so we're going to go with it. So I believe that no matter what your product or service is, one of the biggest opportunities that you have to grow your reach right now is through being a guest on podcast. I don't want to give this away because we really discussed this throughout this episode, so here is my interview now with Jessica Rhodes. Jessica, thank you so much for being a guest today.
1: Hey, Alex. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm really excited about this interview because I have talked to you a couple times about being on this podcast and the timing has not been right until today, which I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. I am looking forward to it.
0: Yes. I want to kind of jump in with a question to start off here. Um, When people hear that I have a podcast, I mentioned, you know, I've got the Creating a Brand podcast. The first response I get is always, oh man, I've been wanting to start my own podcast too. And I immediately ask people, I'm like, well, why do you want your own podcast? You know, it's kind of funny that I'm the guy with one, asking people why they want one as well. And uh, the response is always the same. It's it's people saying, I want to promote my business or my product or my service. What are your thoughts on the logic that people have behind this? Is it really the best way to promote your product or service?
1: It is a great way to promote your product or service. But I think that people need to just get a full scope of how they can use podcasting in general to promote their business, their product or service, and and ultimately their brand. Um, So there's really, I, I actually wrote a book called Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic because you can be podcasting in two different ways. You can be podcasting as a host where you start your own show. You're responsible for making sure you stay on schedule, creating every episode, finding the guests, or creating your own solo episodes. So you can do that or, and, or you can be podcasting as a guest, um, which in many ways is a heck of a lot easier because you just show up and answer questions and provide value to an audience that has been cultivated by somebody else.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's funny. I actually didn't know this before last year. I never even considered being a guest on a podcast, but I knew I wanted my own because I was like, you know what? I want to build an audience. But the thing is, I didn't have an audience yet. So it was really difficult to get started in many ways because I just, I didn't already have that going. So I started kind of hitting the, the speaker circuit, which I still love to speak and I always will. However, I thought about it. I'm like, man, if I'm a guest on a podcast, many of them have more people listening to that podcast than basically any room I'm going to get myself into to speak in front of a crowd. And then there's a lot more work that goes into that as well, you know?
1: Oh, uh, oh, completely. Um, so when you're yeah, when you're a guest on a podcast and and I think this is interesting, Alex, if it would help your listeners, I can share some perspectives on audience sizes because this is not public data, so most people have no idea like what's good and what's big and what's small, would that be helpful?
0: Absolutely. Let's get into that.
1: All right, cool. So yeah, this is one of our frequently asked questions. Um, And especially for entrepreneurs who get into podcasting and want to start being a guest on a show, they want to look at shows that have a really big reach and based off of what you've done in the past to promote your business and your brand and to get in front of new audiences, the size of an audience is going to seem small or large. It it all depends on what you're comparing it to. Um, So most entrepreneurs um, that I'm sure are listening to the show, like you and me included, are going to be a guest on mid-range, independently produced Podcasts, meaning they're hosted by a business owner, an entrepreneur, um, maybe you know a leader, somebody that works in a business and also has a podcast about that topic that they're really passionate about and that they're an expert in. So a lot of a like, great business and leadership podcasts are hosted by you know somebody who works for a company, not necessarily an entrepreneur. And so those podcasts are the ones that most of us are all going to be guests on, and the vast majority of them have an audience that's anywhere from a couple hundred listeners per episode to several thousand. Um, and we actually have in our Facebook group, I posted a, a screenshot of some stats that Libsyn released on their podcast called The Feed. So you can find that episode or I put a screenshot in our Facebook group, um, which shows like if you have more than you know X number of listeners per episode, you're in the top whatever percent of iTunes. Um, so I think it's, if you're, if you have more than like 200 or 150 listeners per episode, you're in the top 50% of podcasts on iTunes. And then it goes up from there. So it's interesting because a lot of people will come to me and they say, well, I only want to be booked as a guest on a podcast if they have at least 20,000 listeners. Because when you're looking at like traditional media, comparing it to radio, TV, that's probably pretty small audience, like 20,000. But in podcasting, that's like the top probably 10%, maybe 5% of shows on iTunes have that many listeners. Um, so that's why you really want to focus on the mid-range shows, because that's where you can realistically reach more of your potential clients when you're consistently booked on a guest or consistently booked on shows that are in that mid-range you know, level.
0: Right. So, you know, that kind of goes, it's contradictory to what many of us think. You know, when we're thinking about getting booked on a show, you're like, okay, bigger is better, right? I'm going to find the biggest shows. I'm going to go straight to the iTunes chop, iTunes. It's now Apple, right? Apple top I charts. I know.
1: I still say iTunes <laughs> <I know>. too.
0: <laughs> people are always like, don't you mean iTunes? I'm like, it's not a thing anymore. It's gone. Um, <laughs> right. For the Apple top charts, people go straight there and they're like, all right, what's the number one in the category of business or entrepreneurship? I want to go mm-hmm. there and that's the one I want to be a guest on. But the thing is, what you're saying is that what's more important is finding a more relevant audience at more of a mid range level. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. Totally. Because a lot. So I recommend podcast guesting as a marketing strategy to service-based entrepreneurs and business owners. So if you're a coach or a consultant, um, you know, you or you have an agency, maybe you're like doing Facebook ads, stuff like that. I recommend this strategy to those kinds of entrepreneurs because their ideal client, you know, their average client is probably worth multiple thousands of dollars in their business. So for a coach, if they sign on a client who's paying them you know, even 500 a month over the course of a year, that's several thousand dollars in their business. So when you're a service-based entrepreneur, you don't need a lot of clients to achieve your your income goals. Um, You need a smaller number of clients that are investing multiple thousands of dollars in your business. So you really don't need to be on shows with tens of 20 of thousands of listeners. You need to be on shows where even if there's 500 listeners, if they're all listening to that show for a specific reason and you show up as a guest and you provide the content that they are actively seeking, then they're so much more likely to want to work with you as opposed to being on a show that you know has 10,000 listeners who are in all different ranges of their business, um, all different income levels. You may get a lot of traffic, but a higher percentage of your traffic from that episode probably will not be as qualified to work with you or ideal for you.
0: Right. And kind of thinking about this another way as well, if you're really, you know, hustling to get after being a guest on some of these bigger podcasts, let's say you're going to spend a lot of your time, potentially weeks and months trying to get yourself on these podcasts and kind of just filtering through just these larger ones. So it's much more inconsistent that way versus finding a smaller podcast where you could virtually do one every day if you wanted to. Which makes more sense because that builds a momentum.
1: Yeah, and you also want to (laughs) consider that when you are just starting to get out there as a guest, if you are not a super experienced interviewee and you're not experienced as a guest on a podcast or on any type of media, why would you want to get booked on a huge show where (laughs) you could flop? Okay, I mean, I'm I'm like being totally serious, and even for entrepreneurs that are you know seven figure, eight figure business owners. I talk to them all the time and if they're not experienced as a podcast guest, it takes some time to be a good speaker on a podcast. It's a different medium. You know, maybe your experience as a radio guest where you've got seven minutes and you've got your little sound bites down, but then you get on a show where they want to talk to you for 45 minutes and you're like, Oh, I'm not used to the conversational format. So you want to build up your experience, really sharpen your skills as an interview guest before you get on that, you know, main stage, so to speak.
0: Yeah. What are some ways that you've been able to do that or that you train people to become a better guest, if you will?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the first part, it really comes down to speaking about the right topics um, and making sure that the interview topics and questions that you are positioning yourself as an expert in are what you should be talking about. Um, So number one, when we talk about like media training as a podcast guest, Podcast guests that are the best are great conversationalists. They feel confident in speaking about their topic for long periods of time. Um, whatever your expertise is, if you don't feel like you can speak about it for hours on end, then you need to like examine <laughs> what you're talking about and what you're focusing on. Um, so number one, you have to really get clear on the right topics and questions for you. And, and this is something I help my clients with when I consult with them. We really figure out like what is kind of the special sauce that you bring to your clients like when you're working with clients what is that biggest pain point that you are the best person to help them with and then we pull the interview topics and questions out of that because that's the thing that you likely can talk about for hours and still be excited about it at right. the end of the day um so that is the first big tip i have is like make sure you're actually talking about the right topics when you're a guest on podcast because. People can hear when you're excited about something. They can hear when you have passion for something. And that's like the first and most important you know, thing. And that's the first and most important way to you know, be successful as a podcast guest.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, really get clear on your topics. I mean, I think that is really important. Make sure it's in the area of passion that you can actually talk about. I'd say the worst thing you can do is get on a podcast like you're saying and talk for five minutes and be like, "Well, that's really that's kind of it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't want to do that to any. You're not going to get booked on another one if that's kind of the, uh, the 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 way you leave your your previous podcast that you're a guest on
1: right and i you know another tip that i have for people that really want to be a better podcast guest and and work their way up to those to those bigger shows because i you know i'm not going to say that there's not value in being on a big you know being in front of a big audience but you have to you know be confident and and know that you're going to deliver and you know so one of our core values at interview connections is excellence um and one of the ways that we really embody this is listening to the interviews that we do when my podcast drops on mondays I listen to it and I hear like, all right, did we really communicate our message? When I have a, you know, when I appear on another show as a guest and that episode goes live, I listen to it because I want to get better as a guest. I want to hear, am I saying a lot of crutch words or did I stumble my over, over my own words? So those are the things you really want to listen in order to improve and get better. And then just a little hack for people. I And this might be just because I'm an East Coaster. I'm, I live in the Northeast. I'm from the Philadelphia area. I talk really fast. Um, Me too. And I had to learn and really practice to um, in talking slower because I would be and we all do we think faster than we can actually get the words out which is why we literally like I'm talking right now but there's probably like a million more words that are going through like kind of my my listening in my head you know we've got that little voice in our head we all do it's the ego like we have so many thoughts in our head and our We cannot get them out fast enough. So when you're a guest on a podcast, you need to really work on speaking slower so you can really process every word that you want to get out without saying um or your crutch word every other sentence.
0: That's good. You know, and I'm going to be really mindful that on this podcast episode and make sure that I'm like saying it, you know, everything's slower. So get ready to slow down in this one. Even it's actually been some of the feedback I've gotten though, is people are like, man, you talk so fast. Cause some people, they like to listen to it at, you know, 1.5 X speed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I have to slow it down when you're talking because your regular speed is already what I'm used to. And fast forward, I'm like, all right, I gotta, gotta <laughs> slow it down a little bit. You know? I've,
1: yeah. I've gotten that feedback too. Like someone said, I thought I was listening at, at fast speed. Um, but this, you know, this is really important because also remember that your message has an impact mm-hmm. and when you share something insightful and profound and you may not always think it's profound or insightful because this is what you do and it's 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 natural to you but you're sharing something that's insightful and profound and you need to give people time to let it sink in like you don't want to say something amazing and then just run to the next sentence like really let people digest what you said and those pauses in the podcast is often what can make the show really really great for people for the listeners
0: yeah you got to embrace that silence it can feel awkward for you but mm-hmm. for a listener it gives them time to process what you're saying especially if you're like me saying mm-hmm. a lot of words really fast you know it gives everyone a chance to catch up and be right. like okay this is what he's saying that's great again it feels mm-hmm. a little weird but you got to learn to embrace that silence Creating a Brand just launched something new for you. We released 15 online courses on our website, six of which are free and require no registration. Our courses cover a wide range of topics from blogging to podcasting, winning at networking, personal development, and so much more. Ultimately, each course is designed to help you succeed while saving you time and money. I want to challenge you to enroll in one of these courses today. Please visit creatingabrand.com slash courses to get started. In addition, if you enroll in one of our premium courses, you'll receive free access to all current and future courses, plus a membership to the Creating a Brand community where you can connect directly with me and with other entrepreneurs. If you're ready to take the next step in your life or in business, please visit creatingabrand.com courses and enroll today. I want to talk about how to get booked as a guest on podcast.
1: Cool. I love this topic, this <laughs> is
0: this is what you do. This is your life. So what's the proper way to pitch ourselves? Can we start off with that?
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. So when you're pitching yourself, so we'll kind of start just like super tactical. Um, you know, one of the questions I get asked is like, is it over email? Like how do I actually pitch? And you know, it's 2019 it's 2020 whenever you're listening to this, um, you know, most people are corresponding through email. So that is likely where you are going to send a pitch. Although I will say that if you can get connected with hosts on social media, um, That really, really helps because a lot of times emails are filtered out, they go into a folder, people are overwhelmed, they've got dozens of unread emails all the time. So even if your pitch makes its way to their inbox, they may not see it. Or they may like see it and at that moment when they're going through their inbox, they don't have time, they mark it as unread. People typically are checking their social media messages all the time. It's on their phone. You know, when we all like when we get a Facebook message, it pops up as a notification, just like a text. So there's a high probability that they're going to see that. So I mean, my first tip is to pitch yourself if you're pitching yourself is to reach out to the host on social media, find out where they're most active. Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? And just get connected with them and start to build a relationship with them. Um, So the most effective way to pitch yourself is to first get connected with them and start nurturing the relationship. Um, This is not as possible when you are, you know, for us as an agency, we're booking hundreds of interviews every month. We're not stopping to like, you know, we've built relationships and we have relationships with hosts that we've pitched and booked our clients on over the years. But especially if you're doing this yourself, you do have the time to stop and like get to know the host, listen to their show, follow them on social media, see if you have any common interests and just start a dialogue. Um, And this can be done relatively quickly, like you can go back and forth in a couple of DMs um, and be ready to pitch. So I like to ask people, hey, you know, tell me about your podcast. Um, I'd love to learn more about it. And they're like, well, what do you want to know? And I say, well, who's your target audience? Who are you speaking to on the podcast? And then they'll tell you. And then you can say, hey, you know, I actually talk about X, Y, Z, and it sounds like it'd be a really valuable topic for your show. Are you open to hearing more? Um, I'd love to be considered as a guest expert if you're open to it. And then they're like, yeah, sure. What do you got to say? And then you can really bring in your pitch and you can tell, yeah. you can open up with like, here's my, you know, here's more about me. Um, here are the topics that I talk about. Here's my one sheet. Um, so that's how you can pitch through a DM on social media. And I think for most people that are doing this themselves or pitching themselves, I would recommend going going that route.
0: It's it's smart. And you know, for me, I get a lot of, you know, not a lot. I'm not like one of the big podcasters out there necessarily, but I still get between five and 10 a day emails or DMS in different places. Most people do a really bad job with this. They skip an entire thing that you just mentioned. They go straight mm-hmm. to the pitch. And sometimes they're really long winded. I mean, they've got three pages of why they should be booked as a guest. I'm like, Oops. man, I don't, I don't know who you are you know, or or what gives you that credibility, but the relationship side of it is so important. You have to have some sort of credibility with that individual before you can just go straight to, Hey, you need me. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, it, It doesn't work that way
1: the, I, yeah, honestly, it, it feels like it slows it down, but then you can be so much more effective because I mean, I did this, I booked myself on a podcast about sales and, you know, I asked the host before I pitched myself, I, I said like, who is your, like, who is your target audience? Who are your listeners? Um, and then based on the information that that host gave me, I was able to tailor my message and tailor my message of like podcast guessing to salespeople. So you can really tailor your pitch to the target audience if you stop and take the time to actually ask them who their target audience is.
0: That's great. I actually had somebody recently reach out to me and I want to share this story real quick. Somebody who wanted to be Mm on my podcast, they wrote a very short little thing about it. It kind of just we engage back and forth. It was through LinkedIn, which is one of my best places to really pick up guests And it was back and forth a little bit. And then this person sent me a screenshot of where they left me a five star rating and review about my podcast. And they said, Hey, I've been really enjoying it. Here was like a couple episodes that really stood out to me. And they said, Hey, I noticed that you talk a lot about this. Is this something that you would like to talk to me about? Here's a recent interview I did that was kind of similar. I think I'd be able to add value to your audience. That really spoke to me. I I actually ended up booking the guest because I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. You know, my audience now you took the time. To really go out of your way to learn a little bit more about me and what I do. And because of that, they earned themselves a spot. Instead of sending me, hey, you need to be, I need to be on your podcast and here's why. They really took the extra time and initiative to really go out and figure out who I am and what I'm looking for.
1: That is a great example. <laughs> like, right. that is a fantastic example. I always recommend like listening to the show before you pitch to really get in the host world and really figure out what their message is. Um, even if it's making so, you know, your first paragraph of your pitch is, Hey, I know that you talk about XYZ in your podcast, and your listeners are tuning in to learn about XYZ. Um, I can teach them you know, fill in the blank, like what your expertise is. Right. Um, yeah. And so what that guest did with you is, is perfect. I could not agree with that strategy more.
0: Jessica, this is already like free counseling or coaching for me. So thank you <laughs> it's, so it's much. It's
1: counseling. We are in the therapy <laughs> chair.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. You know, cause it can be a lot of work here. So yeah. uh, it's great <laughs> to hear these kind of a little bit more of, of your tactics. So what else do you have regarding getting booked as a guest on a podcast?
1: Yeah. So you really want to have a one sheet. This is so, so important. Um, A one sheet is a one page PDF. Um, it should be designed, but really simple. You don't need to go overboard with a ton of graphic design, but it should be, you know, have some color, have your photo, your logo. Um, it should be a PDF that has your bio, your interview topics, your interview questions, and all of the relevant contact information that you would want a host to have. And the reason that this is important is it because it gives hosts everything they need. And now many hosts will write their own topics and questions. They don't want ideas from you. And that's that's fine. But a lot of hosts will get your one sheet and go, perfect. My prep is done. This is so easy. And it allows when you're pitching yourself, it gives hosts a snapshot of what you can talk about. So the pitch, think about it like when people are applying for a job, they have the cover letter and the resume. So the cover letter is really like kind of that personalization, like, hey, this is who I am. This is why I'm interested. And then the resume gives people like the facts, like, are they qualified? So it's sort of like that when you're pitching yourself, you write the pitch, you kind of build that personal connection, let them know you're a real person. It's not spammy. And then the one sheet is really just what gives people like black and white. Here's what I can teach. Here's what you can ask me. Here's the bio. Make sure the bio is in third person because they, that way they can use it as an introduction into the show.
0: Yeah. I think that your company interview connection does a really good job with this because The first time I ever got an email from someone on your staff, they sent me an email pitching somebody. I saw the interview topics Mm -hmm. and some of the the questions. I didn't actually go with them, but they were so close to what I wanted to use. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like you said, all the prep work is done. Like I already know that this is someone I'm looking for. It makes it really nice. I know that you guys vet your potential, you know, the guests that you take on Mm -hmm. and um, man, it makes it so much easier as a host. I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking from experience. So if you're listening to this episode and you want to be booked as a guest, make sure that you're really serious about this one sheet and that you are really focused on making that really impactful because that's going to help you get booked a lot faster.
1: Yeah, you as a guest, your number one job needs to be providing value and making the host's job easy.
0: Yes, thank you. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I love that because, you know, again, being a guest, some of them, it, sometimes I've had some real difficulty, um, figuring out what we're going to talk about with a guest. Cause they'll give me like, Oh, I can talk about anything. I'm like, Oh man, I need, I need something more specific than that. You know, I really wanted to land you as a cool. guest, but I need something specific. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, and especially like, especially if you're pitching yourself, you need to have a one sheet mm-hmm. because the host may be like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, this sounds good. You can come on. Give them questions to ask you because, you know, like if you as a host are reaching out to someone like, you know, I have a podcast when I reach out to someone that we want to interview, I already have ideas of what I want to ask them or else I wouldn't have asked them to be on the show. So it's like if they don't have a one sheet, whatever. But if I'm pitching myself, you better believe I'm actually going to give that host my one sheet because I don't want to make them do extra work of trying to figure out what we should talk about.
0: Yeah. Or go back to an earlier point that you talked about getting clear on your topics. If, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't have something for them, they might ask you some stuff that's way out of your wheelhouse. And then you're like,
1: exactly. You're
0: looking bad again, right?
1: Yes, totally.
0: So I want to move this conversation along because this is, I know you have way more to share with this, but we're gonna have a link to this group that you have where people can learn mm-hmm. a lot more uh, after the show because we can't cover all these topics. But I really want to get into the the last portion that I want to talk about here is after you get booked, you know, so we talked about the value of it, you get booked, but how do we convert sales afterwards? And I want to ask, say one more thing before I, you know, let you answer this question. For me mm-hmm. personally, the first time I was a guest on a podcast, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Now, <laughs> when I say that, it was a bigger podcast than I thought it was. I didn't realize the size of the reach. But I didn't give any sort of call to action. The 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 guest, the um, host said, Alex says, My guest, you can, you know, talk about whatever you want to. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Just tell them they can find me on Facebook or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I had people reaching out to me, a bunch of people saying, Hey, that was really impactful, that really spoke to me across the board. I had emails, Mm -hmm. I had messages on all of the different social media platforms I'm on. I didn't even know that the episode went live. You know, that's how bad of a bad of a job I did. And I'm so sorry (laughs) this person knows who who they are. (laughs) But um (laughs) You know, and I was like, man, I didn't give these people anywhere to go. And I think that that's a big problem as someone who's going to yeah. want to be a guest. I didn't give them any sort of action. So I want to talk about how we can actually convert to sales.
1: Oh my gosh, this is a great question. And this is really the focus of what we. What we talk about a lot on on our show, we have a podcast called Rock the Podcast, and then um, we've got a Facebook group. And number one, you've got to know who your ideal client is. Um, you have to have a clear idea of your target audience, so that way there's clarity for the listeners. They will get throughout the interview or through your call to action if they are somebody that should be reaching out to you or not. Um, so you need to have clarity, and and you know you don't have to say it like super directly. Sometimes you you want to, but you need to have clarity in your messaging and your positioning and who you're right for and who you are not right for. Um, and then you want to give one clear call to action. So if people want to connect with you, they know where to go. Um, cause a confused mind says, no, if they don't know, they are not going to know what to do. Or, like you, Alex, they're going to reach out to you on a million different platforms. You're going to be overwhelmed right. and not know what to do with everyone. So, you want to give people one clear thing to do um, and one clear path. The other thing is, you know, one of the reasons we work with entrepreneurs who are already at least multiple six figures in revenue, they're experienced, is because if you're newer in business, it is harder to convert sales from a podcast interview. You're just figuring out your coaching programs, you're figuring out your prices, you're not, you've got five. 10 different courses that are $99 each, and you don't know, you don't have an ascension model. So people maybe buy a course, but then they don't stay with you. You've got no retention plan. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but it means you're newer. Mm -hmm. And when somebody hears you on a podcast and is super into it, and then they come to your website and everything's kind of a mess, like it's all kind of. I don't mean to say mess in a bad way, because if you're a new entrepreneur, like there's nothing wrong with being a mess. We all are in the first couple of years, Um, but it's a little bit more difficult to convert sales from a podcast interview when you are newer, because you, you just don't have the systems in place yet to effectively convert leads from traffic, like social media and podcast interviews. Usually people that are earlier on are really building from referral um, Word of mouth, things like that. So, does that answer your question? I know it kind of went all over the place.
0: No, I mean it really does because I think a lot of people are in that space. But I do mm-hmm. want to make sure that we clarify that just because you're, you're you might still be a little bit of a mess because <laughs> and that's okay. This is there. a good thing.
1: Yeah. It means you're growing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a guest on podcasts. It just means you need to find some sort of landing page. You have to have somewhere to send people still, like you don't want to just send them to to the mess, right? You want to be like, Hey, here's a really clean spot that I've got on my website.
1: Exactly.
0: Here's a social media platform I'm really active on. You can message me here. You can do something like that.
1: Yes. You want to, so I have, you know, we've learned so much from our, our coach, Kelly Roach, simplify. She talks all about simplify to scale. And this is really, you know, how to convert podcast guests or, you know, listeners from a podcast guest interview, make sure your business is simple. I think one of the mistakes people make Mm -hmm. when they're starting out is they have too many offers. They have too many price points. They've got too many social media channels they're promoting. So I would say how to convert, simplify your message, simplify your call to action and make it super duper clear how people can work with you.
0: That's great. So, everyone listen to Jessica, not to Alex, who just said, go wherever and find me. Um, <laughs> much smarter. But now I have a very clear call to action. People know exactly what to do. When I'm a guest on a podcast, there is no, it's very clear. People know exactly where to go. So, um, but that's really good. That's important for us to talk about because anyone wants to convert, you know, in the future, even like at least having somewhere for them to go. And it's so, so important.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, one more question here for you What are some of the biggest pitfalls that you see entrepreneurs? make as they're kind of moving into a, a you know, want to get a, be a guest on more podcasts? What mistakes do you see them making?
1: Oh boy. There, well, there's a lot. I think one of the I'm mistakes sure. people make, <laughs> one of the mistakes people make is they don't give it enough time. Um, this is, this is honestly the biggest mistake I see entrepreneurs make is they, they see this as a strategy that they can test in a short amount of time and they're not willing to go all in um momentum and consistency is so so important. Podcast listeners, they are listening. They are watching. They are not always ready to buy what you have to offer when you offer it. Um I had a sales call this week and the woman said I heard you on a podcast in April and For those of you listening in the future, it is November as we are recording this. Um, They said, I heard you in April and I put your name in my back pocket and now I'm ready to talk to you. So you don't want to give up um, and assume that you can just test podcast guesting and podcasting off of just a couple of months. So yeah, one big pitfall is giving up too soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's something to be said for the consistency of it? Should you try to be once a week, once a month? Is there something you'd say that like a, a magic number there? I, I don't know if there is or not, but I want to get your feedback on that.
1: Yeah, I really preach once a week. You know, typically we do, you know, we're booking people four times a month. So I think once a week is good, you know, for a couple of reasons. I For most people, you don't want to do an interview every single day. Like You've got a business to right. run. Like this is one part of an overall strategy. If you have a daily podcast, that's great. There's no problem with that. Um, But you definitely want to take into consideration that, There's a lot of different things you need to do in your business to grow. You need to operate your business. You need to grow your business. I like once a week because it keeps you in practice. Um, You don't go too long without speaking. You know, the more interviews you do, the better you get. Um, So kind of doing something every week, kind of like you can practice. It's like learning to ride a bike. You've, you've got to keep getting up every time you fall down. So, you know, getting out there consistently every week and sometimes multiple times a week, um, when it's less than that, it's because you're busy, you know, like you, you can't fit it in. You don't want to do it. You know, you don't just want to not do it at all. Um, but do it as much as you can while still, you know, getting everything done in your business and in your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jessica, this was super helpful. I'm excited to really up the game with my podcast guesting as you guys call it. (laughs) So I'm really excited about this. Thank you so much for all the information you shared with us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Alex. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your listeners.
0: Jessica is an incredible guest. You could hear the experience in her voice and she clearly knows a lot about being a guest on podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your insights and wisdom with us today. To recap a couple of the high-level points, first off, we determined that being a guest on podcast is powerful. It is going to help your brand grow. Next, we really talked about some ways that you can pitch yourself effectively and find those right podcasts to be on and, and get on them quickly. And the last part we shared, which was my favorite, was to have a clear call to action. Give listeners a place to go and then build systems to convert your leads. I know this is a lot. This week in the Creating a Brand community, we are be talking through how to implement everything that we discuss in this episode. So we're gonna help each other get booked on podcasts and help each other with creating our one pages and all those different things. So it's gonna be a really fun week of collaboration in the community. If you're not a member, I do encourage you to join. If you'd like to learn more about Jessica, visit interviewconnections.com. Jessica, thank you again for being a guest on the Creating a Brand podcast. I believe that we're all more equipped to be a great podcast guest because of the information that you shared today. If you would like show notes from today's episode, please visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. As always, thank you for listening. I'll be bringing you another episode next week.